Konnichiwa. Howdy, y'all. I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. Welcome to Sumo Kaboom. Sumo Kaboom, where we talk about all things sumo. Yeah, and we're hot and heavy back into the May Basho days four through ten. That's right. I am loving this Basho. Are you? Yes. I mean, when do I not? though i, I mean know. Yeah. every single basho i find myself being like i'm so glad it's back I know. and this is the best ever it's, and then it's the same every single it's time like around las vegas it's every time i'm there i'm like oh it's just so nice to be back no i usually never think that about vegas i have a random thing for y'all is this a news flash kind of a news flash well then let's do a news flash Awesome. Bring on your rando thing. This is a casting notice. This is a national casting search. Not for us. Not for us. We're not casting anything. No. But. But we could. I would. But there is a company out there called TBD Casting Co. To be determined. Yes. To be determined (laughs) Casting Co. You can find them on Instagram at TBD Casting Co. And they are casting. They're having a national search for sumo wrestlers. They are looking, seeking actors based anywhere in the country for the role of Mitsuo male presenting 30s, Japanese or Japanese American. He is the highest ranked wrestler in the stable, one tournament away from becoming a Yokozuna. Mitsuo has a profound, undeniable power. He can conquer a man just by looking at him. Also has a tinge of sardonic humor. But they are looking to cast Japanese or Japanese American actors of size. So this is for an AEA Lord C contract, a thousand bucks per week. Uh, It'll perform the end of August. Yeah, it's a stage play. They're looking for one person. It'll perform August 22nd through October 22nd. Anyway, if you're interested. That's a lot of thousand bucks. It is. by the way, La Jolla from somebody who's in the business, La Jolla Playhouse, I assume, is uh, one of the top-notch theaters in the entire country. Yeah. So if you're interested, send an email to submissions at tbdcastingco.com and in the subject line put sumo in there and your name yeah and just so you know if you're an actor from out of town like if you have a day job where it's mostly remote or whatever like you would rehearse during the days but they usually put you up so you wouldn't have to relocate like permanently they give you housing and stuff you just bank the thousand dollars rehearsals and then performing so yeah so if you think you have yokozuna cred and you are a wrestler, presenting. yeah, wrestler of size. They are looking for you because that is really tough to find it is. in the theater field. Well, yeah. So they want you. So look it up if you're interested. I could also give them a number of names of guys recently retired in Japan. <laughs> Be like, any of you all speak English? And if not, then we can like phonetically teach it to you. Well, of course, I'm like Yamamoto. This is if he wants to be a Yokozuna, this would be a way to do it. I I don't know if he's ever acted before. But y'all, if you know somebody that fits that spec, tell them that people are looking for someone like him. That's right. Okay. Watch out. We'll have more actors slash sumo people. That's us. Anyway, that was awkward. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Seems like we're really awkward tonight. <laughs> we don't normally record at night. We normally do this in the morning when we're fresh. But uh, you're like going to get dinner. It's, it's a little right. Different. You get a brain that is working on digesting food and uh, it's not quite functioning. But here we are. Shall we finish with the rest of the news flash? Yeah. I don't really want to give away too much of the news because some of it we will come through like as we go day by day. Okay. 
You just give away whatever you feel like giving away. I will say there are two wrestlers, well, prior former wrestlers, Ajigawa Oyakata. He went December, in December, he went independent of Isigahama, I believe. And he says that in all of his preparation for opening up his own room, he has been like running nonstop and not sleeping. And it is like when you're starting your own room, it was just like him and his wife and your sports science degree about sumo room management. So he's going to be opening it up, I think sometime this summer. So that's kind of cool too. But on that same note, Kota Shogiku, formerly known as Kota Shogiku, he's Hidenoyama. Kota Shogiku, formerly, formerly known, known as Kota Shogiku. I tell you, my brain is not working. <laughs> but anyway, you get it. His uh, Oyakata name is Hidenoyama. And he is also going indie. And he's stepping away from Sadegotake stable. And he's going to build his own stable, building on more efficiency and strength and sumo sense as it was kind of translated. So that's kind of fun news. We're going to see a couple of new Oyakatas, like room masters, like out on the town. Yeah. When you said <laughs> earlier that he was running, I thought you were going to talk about Yutakayama because there's been some great footage of Yutakayama training and running, jogging in the I streets because it. he's getting the word out about his gym. Good. And he looks great. I want to go over, wrestler, If he's y'all. listening, we want to come over and we want, to, to have train. a workout with yeah. him. We just got to get ourselves over to Japan. We we'll just have there. to pull the trigger on the tickets. We'll get there. We'll get there. That is kind of all I got. Okay. Except for big news that happens, you know, day well, six. Well, you're day four, so. Well, not really anything happens day four, but let's go to day four. All right. It started out pretty exciting. I, I think day four. I think we're all watching a number of storylines, but Asanoyama is one of the most obvious storylines that we're going to be watching. And he bulldozed little Oho. <laughs> yeah. Just, he looked well-paced and calm. Like, this is an easy day at the office. As they say in New Zealand, easy as easy as it was it was definitely easy as and i'm i'm liking that also hokuseho versus ruden was interesting and now this match looked like hokuseho just kind of gave up when he realized he had let ruden get a good grip and let ruden try to kind of exhaust himself moving him around and trying to find a way to throw him which proved impossible it worked for like a solid minute it was like a dead bodied, I remember this, it was like a dead bodied Hokuseho who was just too impossible for Ruden to move around. Hokuseho would pivot and attempt to throw, which he also couldn't do in that position at the edges. But eventually Hokuseho tired out Ruden and finally just when you're cheering for the little man Ruden to get Hokuseho over the line, Hokuseho threw a pretty, very pretty Uwatanage throw on Ruden and beat him. It sort of made me like sad because I remember like seeing Hokuseho could just kind of look like he was leaning his body on Rudin and Rudin was the one who was all offense. He was trying everything. He was so putting his whole heart into it. And Hokuseho just looked like a dead body. Like he was just leaning on him and heavy oh, and heavy felt, and heavy. You felt sorry for Rudin? Well, not really, but ever since he he cheated on his wife 25 times, I'll never forgive him. Yeah, he's in a different he's in a different category now, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Not so but squeaky clean. It made me think though about like this technique from Hokuseho 
looked rather unexciting. It looked like somebody just invited him into the doyo and he didn't know what to do other than be heavy. But I thought that is a technique. When you are that big, you just get heavy and lean and then tire the little guy out who is squirming to move you around. And eventually you tire them out enough that you have the advantage when you decide at the very end to throw something. I'm having a ball. I'm having a ball watching Hokuseho. His style is so unique. It's just different because no one's been 6'7 since Akebono. So we're seeing seeing a whole new tool belt full of tools that we haven't seen exactly and i i started calling that one the puppet master technique because it's kind of like he's a pinocchio (laughs) but no one's moving him he's just sort of standing there and it it does look very odd but it works it did it works it looks unexciting but it is a technique to just be like a rag doll i know yeah at first i i was like angry i was like come on bend your knees get in there get in there and the more i watch it the more i'm fascinated by it well and he's fascinating too because at the post tachi i you'll we'll talk about as we move through he his technique with his tachi he's always crazy up high it's almost like he doesn't even Tachi. He just kind of stands there and waits to absorb whatever. As tall as he is, that's a technique. Like the way they're centering themselves on his body because he's so tall just doesn't kind of work. So he just kind of stands there and takes the Tachi and then moves from that point forward. And so many times he'll like grab their belt and he'll just pull them in tight so that they can't, they can only push him up Up, and he's already high. Right. So he doesn't go anywhere. Right. So they're completely, it's like he's completely taken away all of their weapons. Yeah. And he's just standing there. It is really fascinating. Nobody else is doing it. And I wondered if you remembered Akebono doing this. Yeah. I I didn't see him in the Akebono was like, in my mind, built more like he had Ichiyamamoto's skinny legs and big upper body. Like I did worry when he fell, if he fell, because I was like, like the Incredible Hulk. Yeah. He didn't have like the (laughs) trunk quite like other guys have trunks. Like Nishikigi, you know, bottom, bottom heavy. Oh, I would call it okay. So he doesn't have the the pants he has no version. Junk, he has no junk in the trunk, but he well, was tall I don't know and leggy. Junk he has in the trunk. Well, booty, think... booty and legs. Oh, I always think of that as the other side. Oh no, no, junk in the trunk is your butt. <laughs> but have when you, you use it for men, junk in the trunk. Yeah, is when you use butt? it for men, but it's your trunk, the other side. a trunk is in the back well, of the car. Well, for women, yes, but well, no, everybody's for men, butt, everybody's butt is on the back side. I, well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the junk that's being hidden in the trunk on men is on the front side. No, no. <laughs> the, the, the trunk is on the back of every car. I'm not car. sure junk so is every universal. Pers- to, junk of the trunk is no, universal. it's different. If you're referring junk, to someone's junk, that's on the front. That's in the front. Junk in, in the, the trunk, trunk is in the back. Backside. Oh, so if it's... I see. So you just change it depending on the phrase you're using well yeah because trunk is obviously the back or the boot for all of our english um <laughs> our uk fans it's the back of the car it's the back this is a very important discussion we're anyway having. let's move on Le- yeah kitty bayama versus nishiki fuji kitty bayama tries a hanka or at least at least like a hit and shift nishiki fuji senses it and goes with it Kiribayama refocuses up and goes in close and latches on and rushes Nishikiki or uh, Nishiki Fuji. I always get those mixed up. Nishiki Fuji back into the edge. Just when Nishiki Fuji is dancing on the Tuara and is being pushed out, he rotates and Kiribayama goes stumbling forward and out. It's called for Nishiki Fuji. A Manoi was called. It's a little too close to call. So we got a Torineoshi, a two for one. 
So the crazy part about this was the second time around, Kiribayama again does another henka, a hit and shift up top, and grabs around the head of Nishiki Fuji. That rattles and angers Nishiki Fuji because he was like, you henka me once, but you henka me twice. He was mad. And that kind of set him off and gets gets him close and locked up. And at some point in there, Kiribayama, he does a slap on the back and sends Nishiki Fuji to the dirt. It was a Hikiotoshi win for Kiribayama. But I was like, two hankas. Two hankas. Yeah, how'd you feel about that? I was like, get the job done. I want you to, I oh, want you you to be an Ozeki. But I mean, everybody else... Look, for whatever reason, I think people like him, that they're going to excuse him. He's going to he... be kind of like Kakaru. Like, we're going to think of him in that positive light. Everyone likes him. So even if he does a hanka two times in a row, nobody's going to be like, Chiyoshoma. You know, they're not going to be poo-pooing him because no one likes so, Chiyoshoma. So he can hanka as often as he likes. He can likes. hanka as all, all he wants. But as Abi long can. as he gets to be the next Ozeki. We need another one. So, <laughs> but uh, Abi can't. Okay, Kotonowaka versus Wakamoto Haru. Kotonowaka was great here, but the dogged Wakamoto Haru did a great job of driving Kotonowaka backwards, getting a deep inside left grip and to the edge, and he's now too upright now. Kotonowaka attempts a throw, but Wakamoto Haru resists. Wakamoto Haru drives and pivots and manages to push Kotonowaka out as he somewhat gets a slap on the back and pushed into the dirt, but not before... Kotonowaka steps out of the doyo. So it was kind of one of those simultaneous, like, they both look like they threw each other, but Kotonowaka stepped out first. And it was an Oshidashi win for Wakamoto Haru. I just love the way Wakamoto Haru in this one played offense and defense at the same time. Yeah. So often a wrestler has to choose which one they're doing, and he has this very unique ability to do them both. Mm -hmm. Onwards. Takakesho versus Indo. Uh, this, I think, is turning out to be National Henka Day, if there was one, because this is when Takakesho does a Henka, and Indo hits the dirt immediately. It was a Hitaki Komi slapdown. And Did you like it? Uh, no, but it looked like, again, it was just, it, Henka was in the water. I don't so think everybody anybody was, liked it. Well, from, a, a, from an Ozeki, yep. an established Ozeki, nobody likes it. I could, but I, I could know hear that he's the booing well, from the back row. Yeah, okay, but he's not really. Katabon, so we're like, you can do a hanka if you just get to be on the other side of Katabon, please. <laughs> like, just do as many hankas so we have still one Ozeki. I, re- I yeah, I really don't think anybody liked that hanka at all. Yeah, but you got to do what you got to do. Terunofuji versus Tobizaru. Um, this was win by complete lift out. That's not an actual technique, but it could be called that. I loved it in particular because of the cringy look on Tobizaru's face. I guess I watch a lot of things when I watch sumo. His arms I watch must the be hair. vice grips. It must yeah, be. Yeah, it must be so painful. So incredibly Because painful. that's what it looked like. They all kind of look like that. Yeah. But especially. I would break a rib if someone kimidashied me. <sighs> okay, day five. Asanoyama continued with that perfect technique, the perfect Oshizumo, to take him to 5-0, this time against Aoyama on day 5. Hokuseiho versus Hiradoumi. I was really looking forward to this one because Hiradoumi is small and fast. And I wanted to see how Hokuseiho would handle this. And of course, Hiradoumi leapt in. He got the belt right away, just as we expected. But Hokuseiho just kind of it appeared... Like he was lumbering forward. And Hiradaumi tried to move to the sides, 
But Hokuseo was really fast and covered Hiradoumi well. He did not allow him to do much. So in the beginning, it looked lumbering. But by the end of the fight, I was like, oh, that was actually pretty good footwork. <laughs> that was actually pretty good. So I keep going through the same thing with Hokuseo. Like, oh, no, he's not good. Does he have he any skills? Good. He's no, just he tall. is good. Yeah. <laughs> I go back and forth. So he I does think... have the best, you know, the goat as a coach. So he's well, got to he be picking does. up some but stuff. I think it means that I'm warming up to him. Yeah. He That's... has the best head of hair. The, a comically, hilariously perfect do um chomage yeah well i bet haka i bet hakaho hired the best hair guy for his stable well you ever. can have well you hair know guy. Like, it's a it's how thick his hair is it looks like a wig <laughs> every time i'm like geez that has to be fake also on day five daisho versus abi was a great one i thought two classic pusher thrusters abi hank it though right at the beginning. And then that didn't really work. Daisho didn't go down. So Abi started thrusting right away. Of course, Daisho didn't move anywhere. Did not budge Daisho. And then Daisho got his rhythm going, pushed Abi back, looked like Daisho was going to win. Abi stepped to the side at the very last minute for Abi to win on day five. It was just enjoyable. It was one of those, like, they're all over the place. Of course, Abi Hankett. Of course he did. Doesn't bother me against Daisho <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> I'm going to save my time. I'm going to go all the way to the end. Terna Fuji versus Ura. Because there's a lot more I want to talk about on day seven. But there was another Kimidashi. At the end of day five, Terna Fuji over Ura, taking Terana Fuji to 5-0. and oh. I will also say Meisei went to 5-0 and oh on day five. Whoa. But back to Terana Fuji, mainly I love the ending. I always love the ending of a Kimidashi because Terana Fuji just wraps up his opponents. Like if they go for the double inside, he's got him. He just vice grips down. And this time he picked up Ura, dumped him outside of the ring. And when he released Ura's arms, he did the super deep, wide, low squat that showed off his hip opening. And he had the most serene look on his face ever. <laughs> and I just thought, wow, that's so strange to be like clamping down so hard. You could tell that the person that's caught in it is just hurting, but you're absolutely serene and you let go as soon as they're over the line. It just shows skill. And I appreciate that. That's all I want to talk about on day five, unless you've got some others. No. Day six, it was announced that none other than Band-Aid Butt himself, Tochi Notion has retired. BB. Wait, you know, one time I saw BB King in concert. Wow. Live. He's amazing if you see him in person. I think Is he's he dead, dead now. now. I think he's dead. I think, well, if you but saw anyway, him in person now, I, in person I would be worried and like you need to visit like the, the point, a medium of some type and be like, get him back get to where he back. belongs. Okay, the point of the story is whenever <laughs> he came onto the stage, he had this guy who was like a pump up man for him. Hype man? A hype man. Yeah. yeah, pump up man. And he would always be like, BB! It's the BB! It's Mr. BB! It's the BB! B and like every single way you could say BB, he said it for like 10 minutes straight. Well, so I kind of feel like we should do this for Tochi Notion. Notion Band-Aid butt. Yep. BB. 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 Yes. Well, he's had an impressive career, but you know what? He had a bum knee and he kept dislocating his left shoulder. So like he, everyone knew this was coming. Yeah. I mean, and he didn't have a good start. How many years was he in sumo? 17. 
17, 17 years. And I will say he is a fan favorite for many, many people. Lots of people love Tochi. Lo- they loved Tochi Notion the for Nicolas his- Cage. Yes. Is he really looks the- just like Nicolas Cage for anyone that's new to sumo. But his strength, his upper body strength was almost unparalleled. But he's one of the, like his style of sumo was often to just grab a person's belt and just pick them up completely and, out. <laughs> and take them out, which <laughs> (laughs) always made for enjoyable sumo against the small guys like Enho you know things like it was it's never stops being fun to watch someone being picked up like that you could have a second career like being a trash man I was because gonna say if there's say, gonna be anybody's gonna could pick be trash up trash man. he could just be a forklift he could just a professional forklift yep well we wish him well and who knows maybe we'll see him over in America if we can we can convince him to come over anyway on day six Asanayama again soundly beats Mitoryu, so he's doing very well. Um, Shodai gets the win over Kotonowaka and is doing much better post-Tachiai with forward advancement, and it's paying off in wins. Big wins. This was an Oshidashi win by Shodai over Kotonowaka, sitting right up there up top, so that was very exciting. Abi hankered the man with the momentum. And took down Wakamoto Haru. You could say it was a hidden shift, but still an avoidance of the Tachiai. I mean, I totally expected it. I, I, I really did expect this. And it worked easy for Abi, who quickly got under, underneath, post Henka and pulled down on Wakamoto Haru's pits. And Wakamoto Haru was actually too low anyway. So that didn't help the situation. And he could not recover. It was a bummer. I, well, Wakamoto I, Haru is so good, but he's going to have to come to expect the worst from everyone. Because they're all crawling their way to the top. It was a Katsukashi under the... Under Waka's right shoulder, like swing down, I mm-hmm. think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But Abi is not the caliber that Wakamoto Haru is. And for Wakamoto Haru to up his game, he's going to have to understand that there are other guys that are in similar rank, but they play dirty. And he's going to have to know that's part of his, that's going to have to be part of his technique is going, what do I expect from this one? Actually, I did, I totally hear you. I did not see this one as playing dirty. Oh. Which I find interesting. I was bummed at the result of this one. But I, when I watched it, I remember I didn't, it didn't appear to be Henka to me. It, I thought it was a really good game plan by Abby. Oh, maybe. Because it was kind of like, I'm going to jump to the side. I'm going to get right underneath that armpit. And it just was completely exposed as Wakamoto Haru went forward. So I actually, when I watched it, I was like, okay, that proves Abby's much smarter than I thought he was. Oh, or he's a lot faster with hit and shift. And I think that's what Wakamoto Haru is going to have to keep an eye out for. Mm. Daisho, Hoshoryu fight. Daisho easily defeats Hoshoryu. We haven't really talked that much about him. Takakesho versus Nishiki Fuji. Back to the basics. An epic blasting series on Nishiki Fuji. Got him the win, so that was nice. And then Tadana Fuji gets the Kotanage grip after a tiny series of like a little bit of a lockup as Nishikigi struggles to do something. But Tadana Fuji has so many options and pulls out a Kotanage easily for the win just as he inches Nishikiki backwards he pulls that throw and uh I was like all right this is looking like Ted and Fuji's healthy he's cranking he's doing good it's shaping up to be pretty exciting 
Okay, y'all, let's talk about day seven because I loved day seven. <laughs> there, I had mixed feelings. I was really psyched. I, I was kind of, this was a very emotional day for me, up and down, and it was, it was just a fun day. Enho visited on day seven, and I had real mixed feelings about it. It was nice to see him. Yeah. But he really looked like he was hurting. Yeah. He was, looked really slow. Yeah. And just not at the top of his game. Yeah. All right. Asanoyama versus Ichiyamamoto on day seven. Again, no problem. Asanoyama left absolutely no room for Ichiyamamoto to push at all. I call it the smother win. He just completely yeah. smothered Ichiyamamoto. And I see him like when I watch him from the back, he looks like a shark that's devouring some sort of poor seal or like he just smothers and then he thrashes side to side. I think it's violent and it's crazy powerful. I think of it as peanut butter. He's like peanut butter spreading on a bread. It goes everywhere. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like his body just blocks out the sun as he's coming towards you. Yeah. That is Mm -hmm. what he does. Oh, so well. And it's really fun. Chiyoshoma did a real good job against Mitoryu on day seven. Good for Chiyoshoma. Yeah. Doing something. Mitoryu's a big man. <laughs> he is. Right? He's solid. Mitoryu was like kind of immovable. But Ch- but Chiyoshoma got deep inside and he just like pasted his face into the chest, like the big old chest of Mitoryu. And he pushed and he pushed and he pushed. It didn't really go anywhere. But then he just did this beautiful leg trip. He tripped Mitoryu as Mitoryu was going backwards. It was just real nice and real beautiful. And I just want to be like, Chishoma, do more of that. Please do more of that. I love that. It shows your style. It shows your power. Shows your smarts. So keep it coming, Chishoma. Okay, but here's one of my favorite fights of the day. Who had the secret sauce against Hokuseho? Who had it? It was Tsurugisho. Yeah, that was like, what? Yes. What? All right, so Hokuseho, like we've seen him do uh, often, he just sort of stood tall, seemingly unworried about anyone even grabbing his belt. Like, he's just going to stand in the center of the room. Like, y'all just do whatever. I I cannot be moved. Tsurugisho just snuggled right in. He lifted Hokuseho's upper body, and then he got the back of Hokuseho's belt. Hokuseho tried to reach over the top of Tsurugisho for Tsurugisho's belt, but he could not reach it. It didn't really matter, though, because Tsurugisho had already moved Hokuseho back and out. And I think it really appeared as though it surprised the hell out of Hokuseho. Yeah. And I don't know why it was so successful. Maybe it's Tsurugisho's size. Well, he Maybe... has a big belly. Yes, that's what I thought, too. Maybe it's the belly can't working in his over favor. Because, yeah. The usual Hokuseho defense did not work yeah. against him. I would think it would be harder on someone like Takayasu, somebody who has that big front side or like yeah. Akiseyama, Tokushoryu, any of those bathtub belly guys. Yeah, because you got to lean over, right. which automatically and, takes some of your weight and I think off of the is also taller. Yeah, he's a bigger guy. Yeah, he's taller and he's got the big belly. So he has better leverage up against the tall yeah, guy. Yeah, it made me really want to see Takayasu take him on. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was really... It, it taught us a lot about Hokuseho just watching how that fight went down. So it was pretty cool. Also, just overall, I've gotten some notes about this on Instagram. 
but I really started to appreciate the new pictures of the wrestlers on day seven, their new photographs, and especially- We have some smiles. Yes. We have some lovely, lovely smiles. Well, whoever the photographer is did a really good job with skin tone. Yes. Lighting is much better. The lighting is great. They don't Taka look so Nocho greasy or looks angry. perfect. Like Takanosho's hey, well, smiling. He's beautiful. Yes. He got the sense of each wrestler or she, whoever photographed them, got the real sense of- the wrestler. Yeah, yeah, and got their soul. Got their soul. Yeah. And Kageaki's still dead. <laughs> Mr. Grumpy Pants. <laughs> Again, got it correct. <laughs> okay. Macy on day seven against Sadanomi this time, still on fire, still super fast lateral jumps, still watching his opponents really well. I'm usually not this impressed with Macy. Nor am I. But but here it's we are. Good. Strange things happen. Yes. All this right. This is the day Endo is out, right? This yes. is the day he has his neat bum knee. He got two doubled, double sprained knees and is out. Or we should say this is the second Fusensho that Hoshoryu has earned this Bashi. Right. So way to Hoshoryu go, Hoshoryu. Pick has it gotten two days off. <laughs> there was so many odd things about this day that I just really loved. That was one of them. Toby Zaru's shoulder tape by day seven was really improving. And so- no, but whoever taped it is not good well, because by the end of it, it, it wasn't going around his body. It was just kind of like loosely dangling there. It looked flimsy, well, like masking very, tape. The very first day that Toby Zara showed up with the taping, it was just like one little piece. It was like piece. litmus paper. <laughs> it was really on I was there. like, what is this doing? But it's starting by day seven. It's improving day by day. And I guess they don't get a class in sumo school about how to tape each other, perhaps. Or maybe the shoulder is just a I really think, difficult joint yeah, to tape. Yeah, I would think they would have enough personal trainers around there that would know how, but then we again, who knows? Yeah, we don't often see shoulders taped. Like, it's pretty rich. Yono Kuni did it, but his well, was they always just a little the, awkward. They do the the muscle on the outside, but not, like, around the chest. Or... Yeah, it just looks awkward. But it, it is improving. It doesn't look like it's helping, but whatever. I know, I know. But I have to give major props to Midori Fuji on day seven for his fight against Abi. So here's how it went down. Guess who hankered? Abi. Midori Fuji leapt and he was called the winner in the hank. It was like one of those where it's like it all happened really super fast and they all went like one person went down and one person went out. Right. And Midori Fuji was called the winner initially. But then the judges all got up and said, no, no, no. Tori Naoshi. They both went down at the same time. Right. Abi leapt out. Midori Fuji fell down. So they did it again. And the second time. Guess who leapt to the side again? That's what I was saying. He did this on... Wasn't I just talking about him on day six? Yeah. I'm starting to think maybe he's hurt. I don't know. I was just like, what? I was just like, what? Why are you doing this every time? But this time, Muradori Fuji followed him really well, and he was named the winner, like, hands down. Easy peasy. Right. But I was like, are you afraid of Midori Fuji? I guess like, so. You've got the long arms. Like, what is going on? Yeah. To to Hanka twice is strange. Yes. Whatever. You do you, Abby. That's always <laughs> been Abby does what he wants. Okay. But there were a few other really beautiful matches on day set. There was just a lot of really pretty sumo. Kiribayama versus Shodai. Shodai, if you look at the record between Kiribayama and Shodai, this always surprises me, but Shodai usually wins. Yeah, he's got his number. And again, he had his number. He Shodai's just really good at staying right 
with people. Right. He just like, lo- he just go wherever they go, he goes. Like, it's like he's in the school of my belly needs to touch your belly at all times. So wherever you go, that's where my, that's where my belly is going. He's got a magnet And belly. he did it. Yeah. With his magnet belly, he did it. He got Katie Bayama's belt with his right hand. And it was just really beautiful. Well done, Shodai, for that win against Kire Bayama. Wakamoto Haru versus Nishiki Fuji. Wakamoto Haru grabbed Nishiki Fuji's belt and Nishiki Fuji jumped back so fast and furiously that Wakamoto Haru had to let go. But then he stayed with Nishiki Fuji, did not let him escape. And I just loved it. I just was like, wow, how is it? Like, how does he do that? How does he do that? Nishiki Fuji had this amazing fight against someone else where he seems immovable, but somehow he's caught here by Wakamoto Haru and he's like, ah, I gotta completely get out of here. And that's how he loses. I also really loved the last fight. I expected it to go this way, but it was Terana Fuji versus Kimbozan. It was a first time meeting. Poor Kimbozan. This is first time meeting a Yokozuna. He probably had nervous diarrhea. I would have. I would have. But wow, <laughs> Terana Fuji then got in. He lifted Kimbozan's left armpit and got his belt with the other hand. Kimbozan tried to throw, but Terana Fuji was completely in charge, through an Uwatanage. I didn't really need to break that down because really the most important thing is Kimbozan got a lesson yeah. in how a Yokozuna does does it. Right. And, and I mean, that's an honor, actually. Yeah. We, even when you get beaten, like, to go up against the big man is, is I mean, it's honorable. He's never been up this high, so he's never met him before. Right. Congrats to him. And he just got into Makuchi. Yeah. That's pretty good. Are we ready for day eight? Yeah. Day eight. Okay. The Henka continues. And it was done by Tsurugisho, a much bigger man who you don't expect a Henka. But he Henkaed on the Henka King. And it worked. And it was an easy Hitaki Komi win for Tsurugisho over Chiyoshoma. I liked this one. Yeah, it was fun. Well, anytime you see someone, Henka the Henka King, and he loses, it's great. Yep. Hokuseiho, everyone. Hokuseiho, we've been talking a lot about, beats the golden prince of Sumo, Asanoyama. Yeah, what a day. Wow. What a surprise that was. It was a very big surprise. But Asanoyama had a good grip. But Hokuseiho had the better one, and he was deep onto Asanoyama's belt. Asanoyama tried to lift up and out with his grip, but you can't do that to a kid who's 6'7". So Hokuseiho, with that deep grip, did the same on Asanoyama. And with a right inside belt grip, pivots and threw a lovely Shitatanage throw at the edge. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't Asanoyama either. is 7-1, got beat by this tall kid. But I do think that like Asanoyama has been out of the game fighting these guys. I think he actually I don't know. Has he I don't ever know, maybe, fought someone who's six seven? Well, it, when he was coming back up, I Injurio? imagine Yeah, I imagine he had to fight Hokuseho. But um uh, but yeah, most of these guys just don't have tons of time with somebody who's that big. Unless Hokuseho was already in the top division by the time he got to Jurio. Right. I'd have to look at how that works. I would too. Yeah. But what he did, Hokuseho kept Asanayama from getting his Kachikoshi on day. Yes, eight. he did. Yep. So Asanoyama, who was, has one, has one loss now. Yeah, and we now, s- we started that day. We had three guys who mm-hmm, had not lost. Mm-hmm. And, and Asana- by the end of by the end of it, 
Well, let's Different just story. go straight into it. May say, who was on the leaderboard as well, suffered a loss too, and that made him seven and one as well. So Asanayama seven and one, May say seven and one. Daisho painfully lost to Midori Fuji the way he always loses. He gets excited at the charge when it appears he is pushing someone to the edge and out just when he thinks he has it sealed. And of course, in the case of Midori Fuji, he lunges back into the right side of the Tuara, and as always, Daisho goes tumbling forward and down to the dirt. Okay, and then the last match I want to really want to talk about is um, Nishikigi and Wakataka Moto, right? N- Wakamoto Hado. Oh, sorry, I that wrote, was the other brother. Well, that was I, in there. I write. I wrote Wakataka Kage. Oh, no, in for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh nope. He has. He's not around. But I wrote about him, um, meaning his brother. So it must have been Wakamoto Hado. The Tachiai, him versus Nishikigi, they locked up. It was like arm wrestling. Waka was trying to lift up on Nishikigi, but it doesn't work. He instead goes for the belt grip and gets a left outside on Nishikigi. Nishikigi and his big bottom won out over Wakamoto Haru. Wakamoto Haru set up for a throw at the edge, but unfortunately, Nishikigi didn't budge with that junk in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, Waka could not move that junk in the trunk. No. At all. Like, not even an inch. No, could not budge at all. And Wakamoto Haru goes for the Makikai, and Nishikigi seizes on that, pushes his body mass on to Wakamoto Haru. Wakamoto Haru does the same setup for a throw again at the edge, but Nishikigi again doesn't move much, but he pulls at the same time a beltless arm throw and Wakamoto Haru is sent to the dirt, throwing himself without Nishikigi really going with him. He flipped himself, really. It was kind of beautiful. It really was. Takakesho beat, one of my classics, Takakesho beats Shodai. Speak of beautiful. Speaking of beautiful... Oh, it was his usual game plan. Yeah. He beat Shodai. But I, I love it. It's like a classics match. You know? It is. It, it's just like seeing these old these two old guys go up against each other. I don't care how it show how it goes either way. But it was game like game plan A yeah. as usual for Takakesho and it executed beautifully. Yeah. The man can barely go up and down the stairs, but, but he boy, can, he can still cannonball himself right into Shodai. And Tenen Fuji, easy day at work against uh, Kota Nawaka. So, Kota here, Shoho. Oh, Kota Shoho, sorry. And he got his Kachikoshi. Yes. Yes. So that meant we had one person still undefeated at the end of day eight. That was Terana Fuji. And two guys following up, Meisei and Asanayama with one loss each. All right, going into day nine. Asanoyama got his Kachikoshi on day nine. I just have to, you know, fill out the story because, of course, we're watching this. We're watching, okay, these three guys that are near the top. This is really interesting. He had to work hard for it on day nine because yeah. Ryudin was in it to win it. Yeah. There was a long time of this chest some to beef. chest. I was just like, there was something. Well, Ryudin's had a terrible Well, rush. Ryudin is like, I am still trying to make my way back into these people's graces and you are not going to take the spot from me. Mm, but but he Asanayama did. did. <laughs> he got the crush out. Yori Taoshi, which is always fun when somebody ends up flat on the ground. So he got his kachikoshi on day nine. Shodai was just so much bigger and so much stronger than Midori Fuji on day nine and got caught up. Midori Fuji just got caught up in Shodai, took Shodai to four and five. I'm just watching his record. I want him to get a Kachikoshi. I want him to keep moving up. Tobizaro beat Nishiki Fuji on day nine. I only mention it 
because Nishiki Fuji is, um, he's having a rough week. He's having, he, the guy got married. He went on his honeymoon. Yeah. And there is a bit of a uh, it ha- like post-marriage the- trope here. It seems it to happen it to does. many men. It does. They get married and then they have a rough basha when they get back. Yeah. I don't know if it's all the parties <laughs> or if it's the nightlife. I don't know what I it is. I don't know, but, but there's an adjustment period, and yeah. it always falls on the next basho. <laughs> yeah, so I think Nishiki Fuji is just in that place. Okay, one of my favorite fights on day nine, though. I know I've talked about him a lot, but Wakamoto Haru versus Hoshoryu. And, you know, just those two names together is enough to get you excited, because they're both very agile, very fast, and strong wrestlers. Hoshoryu, in particular, has already had two days off, right? So what are we going to see? Well, we saw something very, very different. Wakamoto Haru came out of the gate with a forearm. Hoshoryu jumped out of the gate, immediately got Wakamoto Haru's belt. Hoshoryu tried a leg trip, but Wakamoto Haru was all over Hoshoryu. It did not work at all. It just looked like he just kind of ran forward over Hoshoryu's attempt at a leg trip, and they called it a twisting backward knee trip, which is a kirikayashi. It just looked like a tangle of arms and legs. And this time, Wakamoto Haru won. But it's always exciting. Again, I love watching Hoshoryu lose. (laughs) I know. I I think his uncle really did it in for him. He is... What do you mean? Meaning... His uncle was a bad boy, you know, and he kind of looks like, you know how some people look like the villain, even though they're not. Yeah. They just kind of get typecast as the villain. Do you think Hoshoryu has been typecast? I think Hoshoryu is a total sweetie, but he is like the nephew of a very fiery, you know. Oh, he's fiery. Legendary troublemaker type of Yokozuna. He is fiery. He He wants to win. But he's not done anything naughty. He just wears no. his little glasses when he goes home and he like he's rather chill and tame. So it's like But he he's just... got a great game face and there's nothing that feels better than watching someone with good game face yeah, just lose. completely lose. Yeah, that's true. And that's what it is for <laughs> you and me. As talented as as he is. And he is extremely talented. And I will say overall, I was really excited for that match just because they're athletically they're perfectly matched. They yeah. have similar skills, and I was really interested to see how it was going to knock out. Yeah. You know? Because Hoshoryu has been sort of circling in the Sekiwaki field for a yeah. while, and Wakamoto Haru is rising up. And I still have a question, like, how high is Wakamoto Haru going to rise? I don't know. I haven't seen a lot in Hoshoryu sumo yet to make me think that he's ready to be an Ozeki. Right. But Wakamoto Haru, I'm getting more excited about him and the prospect of him rising higher. Yeah. So that's really what I wanted to see. So that's what made that exciting. Day nine, Kiribayama. Day nine, Kiribayama escaped at the edge from pushes by Daisho. So it's that similar that similar way that Daisho loses, or I should say it's a similar way that Kiribayama wins. He has said often that he wishes that he won more often going forward rather than retreating. Right. I know he's not happy about it, but it does work. So well done, Kiribayama. But the last two fights are really the ones that were just like icing on the cake on day nine. Takakesho versus Nishkigi. There was a 
big old tachi eye at the beginning. Takakesho got wrapped up by Nishkigi, and Mr. Thunderpants just walked straight forward. Takakesho could not lift up Nishkigi, and I loved it. Nishkigi beat Takakesho. So he was jazzed. Yeah, I've never and he should be because seen him jazzed like his face. He's looking. He was like yes. For so yes. long, Nishkigi was sort of injured. Yeah. For so long, Nishkigi was injured and not performing well. And it's so great to see him do what he does well. I don't, I need to look more. Have we ever done a spotlight on Nishkigi? No, I don't think so. I don't or think sadly, we have. if we have, we, we don't can't remember. remember. I don't. Which I think is the problem well, about Nishikigi. <laughs> what I remember about Nishikigi, I do remember a story about He's him. He's in the same category as Sadano Umi. Well, I remember a story about him drawing a picture of his wife. Oh. Because he didn't, she's like a school teacher or something and doesn't want to be seen in the press. And he wanted to show people what she looked like. And so he drew a picture of her and showed it. And it's adorable. That is, it is good or is it like it's awful? Co- no, it's like bad art. It's terrible. <laughs> but that's what makes it so sweet. Oh, I Is love that, that he was like, this is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only thing I remember about Nishkigi, which means that I need to go back and look at his career because my guess is he's got many years of really yeah. wonderful sumo under his belt yeah. that I just didn't get to see because yeah. I'm newer to watching the sport and it's his experience is showing through here. Yeah. And so he he deserved this win. It was really good. But the last fight of the day, Fuji versus Meisei. They are both looking strong. It's day nine. There was a big old Tachiai that knocked, I, I mean, it knocked Terunofuji back. Yeah. Meisei got the better Tachiai. He did. He off. was quicker and yeah. more dynamic. Terunofuji completely missed Meisei's belt. I think that's what he was going for. Meisei grabbed Terunofuji's belt, and this was really cool. He spun Terunofuji, mm-hmm. like he stepped backwards and spun Terunofuji sort of forward and around. So he spun him by running backwards right. and it sort of got Terunofuji out of sorts. And then Meisei changed tactic and pushed Terunofuji forward and out of the ring. It was really cool. It was Meisei's very first Kimboshi of his entire career, which means the guy's getting some money, every Basho now for the rest of his career, the coolest thing I thought, it was the first the first cushions I've seen flying in years. Yes. And we got our cushion fly. The back. one news thing that I did not report because I didn't know who this was, there was supposedly like this uh Japanese celebrity woman who she's a little older. Yeah. <laughs> she just got whacked in the head like With a super. Cushion? <laughs> Yeah, there were like I mean, three separate articles about her getting whacked in the head by a zombie But you know what? It is funny. It's a pillow. It just hit an old lady who's a celebrity, but it made me kind of giggle. Well, and we haven't had flying cushions in a long time because yeah. of COVID. We, yeah. They have sort of put the kibosh on that. They've said you cannot throw a cushion. And people were just so delighted this yeah. time that they could not help themselves. Yeah. It wasn't like the entire stadium no. did it, but there were maybe... 10 or 15 that showed up in the camera view 
Yeah. If if that many. Yeah. Just a few. Including the one that hit the crap out of that lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but those of us watching across the world absolutely loved seeing that. And so what that meant is that at the end of day nine, again, we got a three-way tie. Three guys with an eight and one record. Terana Fuji, Meisei, and Asana Yama. All right. Day 10, everyone. Woohoo! Okay. So I think that Kotoeko is proving to be worth the complete cost of admission in this tournament. Yeah. He's healthy and he's really showing some incredible sumo up against Ichiyamamoto on day 10. He somehow gets inside and slowly does kind of this incremental sumo where he just kind of belly bumps the Gaboriyotsu. He kind of belly bumps and inches Ichiyamamoto backwards with this bump. Ichiyamamoto denies that. So Kotueko instead pivots and throws a very, very pretty beltless arm throw kind of back and behind him in the center. And I was like, we haven't seen this guy in a while, I guess because he's been injured, but he doesn't walk around. Who, Koto Echo? Yeah. He doesn't seem like he's been injured. He just hasn't shown up with this lately. He has in the past. I have seen it in the past, but it was like five or seven Boshos ago. (laughs) And he's back. Whatever is in his Wheaties this tournament, like that's that's the key, Koto Echo. I uh, a couple things. One, I know there are some diehard Kotoeko fans out there. Diehard. And this is why. Yeah. Because of this kind of sumo. He's a small guy and he is uh, outsized. He's smaller but faster, completely surrounded, and he can still throw a beltless arm throw against someone who's much yeah. taller. And can I say what fascinated me about that bout was Ichiyamamoto got to Mawashi and did absolutely nothing with it yeah nothing well, i think it was Kotoeko got so in and so close he gave him nothing no leverage to yeah. be able to pull anything yeah but it's very clear that he was kind of out of his league he just doesn't quite know what to do with yeah. that belt when he he's, gets it he's like the little man that has who, who's a veteran and that's what's interesting to me there's mm-hmm. lots of little guys that are exciting but he's the one who's very tiny but who's been doing it for a lot longer than some of the other like Midori Fuji. You know what I mean? <laughs> Very tight. He's probably 5'10", y'all. Who probably. knows? Who knows? But let's move on. Asanoyama versus Hiradoumi. Good, strong, powerful Tashiai from both. But Asanoyama just reached behind Hiradoumi's head and pulled him to the dirt as he stepped to the side. It was an easy Hitakikomi win for Asanoyama. Dare I say he looks like an Ozeki. He, uh, definitely like I don't want to say it because Ozeki. I'm not going to... Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to... Not going to jinx anything, but yep. yes, he's looking very good. Okay. Hokuseho, oh my gosh, pulled a number on Meisei. Wow. And what happened was Meisei came out guns ablazing. Hokuseho absorbed it and just kind of played defensively, but he played so close to the line, like his heel was pushed over the Tawada and did not hit the dirt. And Meisei did that to him at least three times where you're like, Meisei's got it. Like, win for Meisei. And then somehow Hokuseho would refocus and push himself forward and pivot and find himself stumbling again for Meisei to advance him to the edge and out, but not really out. So what happened in all this is Hokuseho tired out Meisei and somehow waited for just, I mean, it must have been four close calls at mm-hmm. the edge with Hokuseho almost 
being moved out. And Meisei could not finish him off. The height proved to be a huge problem. He could not finish off that last extra inch he needed. And so instead, Hokuseiho had a grip and he pulled a beautiful Uwatanage throw. And it was this this match was evening the field for everyone who's at the top because Meisei got a loss here. And Hokuseiho, as young as he is, stopped all of this momentum and all of this energy from somebody who wanted this win more than anybody else in the field. Oh, yeah. Macy was so disappointed in yeah. the end. You could see it. Okay. Random image that just popped into my mind. Okay. Panini machine. You know how you, you like snap the top down on a panini machine? So imagine you're taking the lid down and you're like a half an inch from yeah. it closing and you just cannot close it. I think more the image I see is that the sandwich does not allow you to close it. Yeah, like the sandwich is like halt, pushing back up on the lid of the panini yeah, machine. The panini that... at the top of this caprese sandwich is like, no, no, I you... will not be smushed. Yes, that's exactly what this fight <laughs> like there's was. There's a little person between the meat and the cheese pushing back up on the bread who says, no, you a will very, not smush me. Very tall person. That was Hokuseiho. Yes. Anyway, uh, Ura versus Hoktafuji. Uh, this fun. is a fun one. This is another one where Ura is full of surprises, giving us the typical Ura that we love, the pushes, the pulls. He throws everything at Hoktafuji and denies all attempts until finally he gets pulled down to the dirt, into the splits, Hoktafuji Hokta does, and uh, Ura wins this. And he's smiling, and he's happy. Yep. he got to win, yes. and uh, Hoktafuji is in the straddle splits, which is always fun to see. <laughs> yeah. Tobizaru versus Midori Fuji, the quickest guns in the East, with Tobizaru's quick chest hit and pull down immediately at the Tachi Eye. It was a win for Tobizaru, but I was amazed up against little fast Midori Fuji just how quickly he executed yeah. that. I think Midori Fuji just signed up for a Hikiotoshi demonstration today. He did. <laughs> he was like, all right, Tobizaru, <laughs> just do it. That's what it looked like. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, then the, the best match of the day was your boyfriend versus my boyfriend. <laughs> Wakabotoharu so versus Kiribayama. Kiribayama is my boyfriend. Wakabotoharu is yours. Um, I guess I have an official sumo boyfriend You now. do, finally. It's now official. It's yes. out there. I should put it on my Facebook profile in yeah. a relationship yeah. with someone that has no idea I exist. Right. Who has a family of his own. Yeah. But that's beside the point. We had an even Tachiai. They locked up a bit, trying to get a grab on each other, but neither can. And they both try to improve their position with like very close to the chest, kind of Makikai, going in for a different switch. Neither are successful. So they just kind of stick to each other like glue and muscle it out, kind of either both waiting for like a moment to strike. Well, Kiribayama decides to go for a little bit of a different approach, which is as he is glue stuck to Wakamotoharu, he does, he tries a sotogake, like a, like a leg trip maneuver mm -hmm. and like pushing kind of Wakamotoharu backwards, but it doesn't work. As they are still chest to chest, Kiribayama glued to Wakatakakage's chest, he somehow steps back like a tiny step and at the same time manages to get the upper left arm of Wakamoto Haru and pulls away and yanks with incredible force on Wakamoto Haru's, I think, left arm. And that sends Wakamoto Haru stumbling forward and flying out of the doyo. But I think the one thing to remember about this is A, Kiribayama is doing Ozeki level, you know, under the pressure. He has been turning it on. Yeah, there's a reason he won the last yeah. show. Yeah. And it's a reason why he won 
this match. And I think Wakamoto Haru is the closest thing, besides Teda Fuji, to somebody who's really going to challenge him. And his brain in that moment of, what do I do? I'm up against somebody who's just as fast, just as good as me. Um, I have to think cleverly. And that was one where... I didn't know how either of them were going to beat each other, but somehow Kiribayama was very smart to go, okay, I'm in close. Nothing's happening. I'm going to inch back a second, grab that left arm and yank like hell. And it worked. And it was an incredibly forceful yank as well. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Wakamotaru has a very sore left arm tomorrow. Well, and it was an awkward landing. He ended up doing a complete front roll, but on the top of his head without tucking his neck. Yeah. So it was a bit of a a scary end, but he got up just fine. Yeah. Wakamotaru did. Yeah. They're just really well matched. And, you know, there's there's a reason they're both Sekiwake. They have similar physiques. Yeah. It was just a great match all around. Surprise of the day was Kimbozan versus Takakesho. So Kimbozan meets Takakesho with the exact same thrusts and epic blasts that's usually Takakesho's main approach. But Kimbozan is just as powerful and he actually moves Takakesho backwards and out. And it was a pretty straightforward win. And I was amazed because Kimbozan is much bigger. I think Kimbozan got real lucky because he's meeting an injured Takakesho. Right. I think if Takakesho was in full form, we would have had a different ending. But we had full form Takakesho the day before. Well, so it's when he gets blasted backwards, he has to set up to be able to go forwards. And if he gets beat to the punch and he gets back on his heels, then he kind of can't recover to recharge that cannon, to throw a <laughs> cannonball at the other guy. And I think that's what happened. Either Kimbozan won the Tachiai or he got a big enough blast that Takakesho could never reload. Well, that was the fourth loss for Takakesho. Yeah. So he still needs two more wins to get that super important kachikoshi. Well, the last fight of the day was also really fun. This was Kota Nawaka versus Fuji. These two with injured Yokozuna and Kota Nawaka getting stronger, they were actually well, like really well matched in height and in strength, but one man is injured. Now, Fuji still came out on top, but not without everyone losing their stomachs along the way. Yeah, I lost my mind. And I think I wrote about 15 exclamation points in my notes here. Yeah. Kota Nawaka had Terenofuji so clo- close to the ropes and on the edge and somehow couldn't finish him off. Terenofuji has back muscles like nobody else. Eventually, Terenofuji hung on long enough to withstand being at the bales, being pushed over by Kota Nawaka, who, it's proven, does not have quite the strength he needs. He's getting there. But to be able to finish off Fuji, he's not there yet. And he was lifting up and out. And I mean, he had a good grip on him. Fuji allowed him to get in, but he also had a good grip on Kota, Kota Nawaka. And so Fuji eventually lifted up and out on Kota Nawaka for the win. Um, but not before we all lost our breakfast <laughs> four times. You know, my favorite moment in that whole fight, there were several moments where Kota Nawaka took Terunofuji to the edge. Um, but there was one moment in particular that Terunofuji was pushing Kota Nawaka back, but he knew he didn't quite have the hand position that he needed. Mm-hmm. And so he went from an outside grip to an inside grip mm-hmm. with this Yotsu Sumo. And when you do that, you leave yourself open to being pushed back in like it's a real switch. yeah in the, the switch like yeah. it's real dangerous but he did it 
and he had the entire width of the doyo in order to recover. Right. So he made the switch. Of course, Kotonawaka pushed him all the way back to the other side. And Terunofuji was on the bales, but now he had the grip he needed to stay in. And all he had to do was hold on and hold Kotonawaka up, and Kotonawaka pulled him back in. I'm just... It was, it's those moments of leverage that make me go, wow, these guys have a completely different understanding of what it is to stay inside of a ring and how to use the other person to their own advantage. Right. Because everyone, every single matchup is different leverage for each person. Yeah. So they have, they have a real disadvantage the very first time they go up somebody against somebody, even though they might have practiced in a Keiko or joint Keiko outside of the tournament. Um, but if they haven't then they really don't know what to expect. It's anybody's guess. But this Basho is turning out to be good time. So who's in the who's in the running here? We've got Ted and Fuji at the top. And Asanoyama. Yep. They're both tied for first place right now at nine and one. Wow. And that's super exciting. An Exozeki and a Yokozuna. Yes. It feels right and it feels really exciting. Yes. Yes. And then we've got three guys trailing them with two losses, Kiribayama who won the last Basho, may say, who's normally not in this position. No, He's no, normally no. not yeah. quite up this high. And Hokuseho, who is, is brand new right. to being in this kind of race. <laughs> but he's showing some real interesting sumo that we're not seeing this, this sort of style from anyone else. Right. So it's super exciting. I would be jazzed to have an Asanoyama Terano Fuji playoff. Oh, man. If Asanoyama could win it, I mean, I want any of them to win it. But I, I, I'm pulling for Terenofuji, and I'm pulling for Asanoyama the most. Everybody else is fine. They've got time. They're not They're not the story, the Hollywood ending I mm. want. But you don't we'll want Hokuseho up there? No, not, not yet. yet. <laughs> not yet. I think his time is coming. <laughs> but I feel like, uh, yeah, he's got more time. But uh, thank you to everyone who is over there at the tournament sending us pictures. We are loving seeing the sumo tournament through your eyes and through your photos and videos. We love it so much. So continue to have a blast over there. And we will be back at you next week with our bingo winners because, y'all, it's getting to be bingo time. Mark those cards with our bingo winners and uh, highlight on whoever our winner is going to be. One more thing. I am seeing some gossip online about Takayasu perhaps joining back into this Basho. I don't know if it's true or not, but there's some skinny out there. If he does come back in, that means he's no longer a dead square oh. on your bingo game. So he would be eligible for the Makikoshi bingo. That's right. Just something to think of. All right, then. Till next week, I'm Leslie. I'm Laurie. See y'all later. Bye. Ciao,